Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the analyst at the World Cup and hooray England have started with a brilliant win against South Africa at the Oval. They batted very calmly actually to to bail themselves out of an early loss of Johnny Bairstow and a very resourceful performance by the batsmen generally, not dominating the South African bowlers but, but just picking up runs, accumulation, some good inventive cricket from Ben Stokes in particular and getting a, a performance, a, a score of 312 which I think you know, it was probably a little bit above par on that pitch. It wasn't the easiest pitch. It wasn't a flat belt like you get at the Oval normally. And then they're out cricket. England's fielding and bowling, outstanding, exceptional. Uh, absolutely brilliant start to the tournament. I've got Sam Morshead here from the cricketer with me. And, you know, Sam, you've obviously watched England progress to the state that they've been in now for probably, probably a couple of years. Their one-day performances have been hard to fault, really, but they seem to keep raising the bar. And I thought their fielding in particular today was as good as I've seen, actually, with the, the different things they achieved. What, what, what was your take on it? Um, yeah, well, I thought, like most, that 311 was not quite enough to be comfortable. Um, but it turned out to be really comfortable, and that, I agree with you, was entirely down to their performance in the field. Um, you know, when you've got people like Jason Roy cutting off just about every chance that comes his way at backward point and Ben Stokes doing wonders on the boundary, um, you're always going to give yourself more of a chance because you're saving 20, 25, 30 runs in an innings. Um, and that's what's, that's what's really done them today because they never gave South Africa a sniff uh, and that's largely down to the fielding. Yeah, I, I mean, actually, I watched um, the England warm up, you know, yesterday, and the way they practice their fielding, they, they, they can't, they never give up. Actually, they they sort of they put so much effort into, you know, those boundary stops and those ridiculous catches and things. And uh, actually, I, I give a bit of credit, funnily enough, to someone that never gets much credit, Bruce French. Mm-hmm. The former wicketkeeper for Notts in England, who's very, you know England's wicketkeeping coach. So you think, well, he's not really at the heart of the fielding, but in a funny sort of way, he is because firstly he works a lot with the wicketkeepers to perfect their skills, but also he comes up with all these quite unusual little tools to to really uh, fine tune the fielding. And yesterday I saw him with this thing which looked a bit like a Venetian blind on its side. <laughs> Uh, but the Venetian blind blades were quite strong. They weren't like those flimsy things you get in uh, bookies or whatever. Mm. And um, 
he was flicking catches in between these blades of the Venetian blinds and the balls were ricocheting off in different directions and the catches were taken by various people, particularly Joe Root actually. And he's always coming up with ingenious ways of practising and I suppose, you know, firstly that tests the players' reactions even more and secondly, it keeps them interested. Gets them expecting the unexpected, doesn't it? And and that means that they're always on their toes and they're able to adapt to whatever situation happens to come their way. And as we saw with Ben Stokes, he got himself into a bit of a pickle, but he's managed to find a way of getting out of it and, and how. But that's I guess that's the sort of thing that you're talking about is adapting to situations. Yeah. Sorry if you if you can hear a few noises in the background, by the way, but we're in the, the domain that I'm going to be in situ in the next six weeks, which is I, I've, I've gone up market from a truck <laughs> to a porter cabin... This is the sort of the, the analyst's position on the TV coverage. Uh, what do you make of it, actually, Sam? Uh, I, yeah, it's my first it's not, time. It's not salubrious, like is it? It's not salubrious, but it's mighty technical in here. I'm looking at hundreds of buttons in front of you at your workstation, and I've got no idea. I'm not going to go anywhere near them because <laughs> I think that I might blow up the coverage somehow, even though it's probably finished by now. Um, yeah, it looks looks like a, a heck of an effort. I, I think um, while you don't get to be out in the atmosphere of a ground you've you've got every single angle covered like you can't miss a beat of the games that you're at I mean that's the problem actually sometimes is that there's so many things to look at and so many people I'm sitting next to a couple of people from Hawkeye and a couple of people from Crickviz and a couple of people from something called Piero which is the sort of fancy 360 degree uh, spin around the field with lots of different camera angles it's it, it was just interesting today to watch England's fielding actually and we, we covered it from various angles. What I really liked, funnily enough, obviously the Stokes catch was incredible, but it was that run round the boundary, uh, one-handed pick-up, a throw to the bowler's end, Morgan at the stumps, flicking the ball onto the stumps and running out the batsman by sort of four or five inches. And it's, there, it's that aggressive mindset which they brought to the batting mm. and to the bowling, but also to the fielding. And it's going to take them a long way in this tournament, isn't it? I don't think any other team can match them for intensity in the field or with the bat, or today they showed it with the ball as well. Joffre Archer's spells were sensational. And when you've got that raw aggression, you've got 90 miles an hour, what, 50, 60, 70% at the time? Mine was 94. 94 miles an hour. I mean, that's yeah. real world-class pace, that. that's fast. And, and Amna being hit on the head, you know, half an hour late on the ball, you know, which is... Another thing, and whilst yeah. you don't want to see people hit on the head, that does make a big impact when you're chasing something sure. above 300. When you when you lose your opening bat and he has to come back in at seven or eight or wherever he came back in, so yeah, that, that intensity goes the whole way through the team, and it's going to be really exciting to watch over the next six weeks. Yeah, and uh, Archer uh, has got you know he's got that McGrath line as well. That Glenn McGrath sort of very he doesn't bowl a bad ball. I mean England today they had very carefully worked out plans. They stuck to them beautifully, and they just ground South Africa down. And in the end, they I think they felt we couldn't have done any more, really. England were just so good. Let's hope they can maintain that. Uh, For South Africa, well, you know, it's a bit of a wake-up call, I suppose. They haven't played an awful lot of cricket recently. So I talked to their former great fast bowler, Sean Pollock, after the game uh, to see if they could take any positives, which obviously they like to do these days, from today's match. England coming as the favourites. Uh, of that, there's absolutely no doubt, and uh, they've definitely outplayed South Africa in this game. And you get a sense of exactly what they're capable of. I mean, with a bat in hand, there's a couple of moments where they lost two wickets. They lost a wicket up front, and I felt they could have gone on more to get like 325, 330. Um, I thought South Africa had an opportunity. I think um, 
the short pitch delivery to Hashim didn't help. Quinton looked good, Van Edison looked good. But all in all, I think uh, way off where they needed to be. You know, there's no doubt we expected England to put in the quality performance, but expected them to maybe get over the line. I think a disappointment will be the way that South Africa's gone about it. But uh, there's plenty of time in the tournament, so they won't be going too hard on themselves. And let's hope they can bounce back. Uh, the fact that they won the toss and, and put England in, and then the bowlers actually probably did pretty well. I mean, England have got used to making 350, 360. They got some key wickets at, at good times. You know, there was there was an inspired spell of, uh, at the start with Tahir being uh, brought on to open. So there, there will be some, even in the field, they, 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 did, they probably held England, but it's with the bat, I suppose... They've always, we've always known that South Africa got a pretty good attack. Yeah, it's probably always with the bat that you wonder, especially now they haven't got De Villiers anymore, and Amler's a little bit older. And you do, do you worry about that? Well, the word you used was correct with held. They held England to three eleven. So if you're going to do that, then you know that England are capable of maybe something more. You have to have the batting to back it up. If your bowlers hold them to a score, which I felt they did. Your batsmen have to do that job. I think as people are short of a gallop, in all honesty, um, we haven't played a lot of cricket no. coming in. Mm. Um, even the guys who've played the RPL, it's not the same uh, format, it's not the same structure. Um, and they only got one hit in the practice games because of um, some weather. So I think they will get better, but uh, it is going to be a task. I mean, these World Cups are won by batsmen. It's a batter-dominated um, environment and uh, you need five or six of your guys to be firing and unfortunately they're not there at this stage and hopefully they kick on. What about the, the bowling? Uh, they, they fiddled through you know, a few overs there with Dumini and Pretorius and even Markram, yeah. Markram. So is that, is that a, do you, you, know, you say that World Cups are won by batsmen but if you are a team with a weak link in the bowling department, you've got to bowl 50 overs with five different people at minimum if you've got a 10 overs that are a bit fallible, yeah. is that a potential weak link as well, well? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, we at the start of the tournament, or a couple of months out, we felt like we had it all covered, because Dale Stein was fit, you had Lungi and, and KG, who are, have been quality for us for a while. So that's three big quicks, wicket-takers. Imran Tahir has just been absolutely brilliant, real fine for us. Um, so that's another 10 overs. You're left down to 10 to maybe fill it with Pet Lequire or, or Dumini or, or Pretorius. Um, but when you take Stain out, Norky injured, we did look like we were just trying to put two spells of 10 together there. And I think that's the dangerous part. Uh, I think you need to continue to pick up wickets in this new format. Um, and you need to have the strike power. So, unfortunately, it wasn't there. But as I say, I wouldn't want to say too much about the bowlers. I thought they did okay. It's a formidable batting lineup from England. You know, they bat right down to 11. So they can just keep coming at you. So I think the bowlers did a good job. I think the batters are the ones that have to look at themselves this time around. Joffre Archer. Now, I, I was uh, standing w actually with you yesterday out in the middle and Joe Root was chatting away to me and he, he said, one thing he said was, Archer may be a bit quicker than you were mm. in your middle years anyway, but he, had a similar, he has a similar sort of action, very high, close to the stumps, gives the batsman nothing. So what was your impression of Archer? Yeah, I've been impressed. I mean, obviously I haven't seen too much of him. I mean, England hasn't really seen too much of him, have they? Um, but he's tall. It just comes, seems to come so naturally for him, 90 kilometres an hour. It's that extra bounce, that extra pace. Um, you know, you don't come up against it all that often. You can't practice against it. And um, I think he's also got a good variation with his slow ball. 
And with it being tight this time, so I mean, some of those pull shots, you know, often fast bowlers bowl wide in the crease. When they go at the pull shot, if it's a top edge, it sort of carries over the keeper's head or goes over fine leg. With the angle that he attacks, often right-handers in particular, if they try and take him on, will end up just flat batting it straight up in the air because the angle's not coming in at them. It's almost going to first slip. So that'll be the challenge um, for batsmen when they come again. But he's a real x-factor quality player for them isn't he he's, he's got something different not a lot of people have faced him before not a lot of people know about him so i'm sure he should have a really good tournament and um, also when it comes to subcontinent teams you'll probably play even a bigger part do you think that um, it's an advantage because you were a bowler who actually probably laterally nipped the ball back rather mm. than moved it away and he does. Archer tends to angle the ball into right-handers. Do you think that's an advantage in 50-over cricket or a disadvantage? Yeah, I think in the modern day in particular, um, you know, there's not a lot of people who tuck people up or swing it back in or, or nip it back in. Um, so I think it's an advantage for him. Uh, you know, I mean, I, in my days, I used to try and shape the first two or maybe three overs, see if I could try and pick up an outside edge. But after them, it was cramping him up for, for space. And when he comes on in the middle overs, um, that's almost what his job needs to be, try and give them absolutely nothing. And it is bounce to the talking. It's hard to hit someone who's getting that out of bounce. So I think he's going to go good. What, what's your uh, next next move then? You're out over here. I mean, you, presumably, for a lot of the commentators, it's, it's rather a, a nice occasion, the World Cup, because you meet old mates. Yeah, you do. You catch up with all the different guys who you played against. I mean, this morning, gee, before the start of the game, there was digital. There was about four or five TV channels. Everyone had their thoughts, and you get to discuss a few things. Not only cricket, you talk about golf and, and what everyone's up to and catch up what they're doing. Um, we could have a World Cup of golf here, couldn't we, with the, <laughs> the different players? Who would, yeah. be your, who would be your partner? From South Africa, Callis, if we had to okay. pick a partner. Um, he's, he's enjoying his golf at the moment, as all-rounders. We played together for, for many years. Um, but everyone loves their golf, don't they? But it's nice, you know, we follow South Africa around, so obviously all our performances are affected by the way they go. So hopefully they get better and better and go from strength to strength as the tournament goes on. So you need to go and um, drown your sorrows on the golf course now, do you? Well, I don't know, we've got time. It's Sunday, isn't it? The next game against Bangladesh on a used surface here at the Oval. So it's going to be another challenge for my team. But um, I think they'll be a stronger unit for this outing. They'll know more about themselves and what they need to do. Well, Sean Pollock... Uh off, uh, off to no doubt enjoy a bit of golf now before South Africa's next game on Sunday back at the Oval uh, where the pitch might just turn a bit actually given that they're using it for the second game and it was just showing signs of a little bit of grip for the spinners late on today looking ahead Sam West Indies Pakistan tomorrow at Trent Bridge is that going to be a run feast? Yes well, certainly if West Indies get put in first, that's for sure. I mean, you've got to think with the boundary on one side uh, down at Trent Bridge, then there's a potential for 500 with Evan Lewis, Chris Gale, Andre Russell, Shimron Hetmeyer in your top five. That's power hitting, excuse me, power hitting and class. Um, so have a look. Get on a telly if you can and, and, and see how far the ball travels and how many times they have to go and fish it out of the trend. <laughs> that's a good hit, actually. <laughs> it's, trend, it would be a very big hit. Yeah. Yeah. And it could be a first. Yeah, it could be a first. Um, what, what game are you looking forward to the most in the next couple of weeks? Uh, I mean, a long way in the future, on the 16th of June, so it's not quite a couple of weeks, but almost, up at Old Trafford when India played Pakistan. I'm going to that one, I'm reporting on that one, and that would be, presuming that it does go ahead, and the ICC have been fairly adamant that it will go ahead, that's the sort of game that you only get to see once every couple of years when it comes to a major tournament because obviously they don't for whatever reason like to try and play each other in bilateral series so I'm really looking forward to that one I'm really looking forward to whenever West Indies 
Australia, South Africa play each other as well. That's uh, all of these teams are sort of vying for what's likely to be third, fourth place in the league table before we get into the knockout system. Um, all of them will be really entertaining games to watch. Certainly, um, England have set the, the benchmark very high uh, with that first performance. Now, I'm just flicking through the Cricketer magazine because this month, of course, we have our preview uh, of all the teams and the World Cup, uh, the tournament in general. Uh, I'm just looking at uh, England's next fixture, which is Pakistan on Monday, June the 3rd, at Trent Bridge, the aforementioned Trent Bridge. So they'll be looking forward to that one. Uh, we should mention that the Cricketer this month and for the next couple of months is free if you go to thecricketer.com forward slash free trial. I mean, I'm very proud of this mag, actually. Mm. I know you're more in charge of the online yeah. area, but the comprehensiveness of this and the, the look of it, actually, is great. So look out for that uh, free trial offer for the Cricketer mag. Uh, we're going to go and have a beer and toast England's performance. Absolutely. So thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you in the next couple of days. Podcast Network.